And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is my neighbor Tyler. Are you ready to go into some some shenanigans? Because I sure am. Hell yeah. Alright everybody, it is now time for the next chapter of Studio Ghibli's Library. After the god possibly traumatizing movie that was Princess Mononoke. And we come back to a more slice of life type of film, and a very different one visually, which we'll get into. Uh, it is now time for My Neighbor, the Yamadas. Um, not to be confused you with My Neighbor, Totoro. No, not at all. Um, especially the art style. Uh, you, What were your expectations going into this one? I have to, I have to ask. I had no idea what I was going to get into. I knew it was probably going to be like a silly movie based on the poster art alone. Like, you can see it on the thumbnail. Uh, which Justin graciously crafted for us. Um, I knew there was going to be some sort of mood whiplash, especially coming off the heels of Princess Mononoke, but I didn't think that this movie would be like what it is. Like, I knew it was going to be like a movie about a family, but the way it's structured was something I wasn't expecting at all. Same here, because um, we, for the most part, every Ghibli movie that we um, uh, we have seen uh, is a coherent film uh, from start to finish. And while this is a coherent film, mind you, this is more of a series of vignettes versus like one arcing narrative uh, following the Yamada family, which is very different uh, from what Ghibli has done up to this point. It's basically a sketch compilation, in all honesty. Yeah, and, and and honestly, that's that that's gonna be your um, your mileage may vary in your enjoyment of this one. I think it's still of high quality, but it's definitely more of like piecemeal stuff than say like um, you know just the Princess Mononoke, which is harrowing from start to finish, or even Porco Rosco, Porco Rosco, which is you know harrowing from start to start, start to end. Uh, so let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Um, this was. Uh, in Japanese, Hepburn Hokugeko Tonari no Yamada-kun. So yeah, my neighbor the Yamadas. Um, this was directed by Isao Takahara with a screenplay by Isao Takahara. It's based on Nonon Chan, which is a manga series that began in 1991. Um, so it's based it's based on that. Um, and of course, and uh, it was released in July 17th, 1999, with a runtime of 104 minutes. Had a budget of 2 billion yen and a uh, box office of 1.56 billion or uh, 11 so un- i guess you could say it underperformed a little bit um uh, especially considering it's a different kind of film uh, as for our cast our english cast jim belushi is takahashi yamada which i recognized the second he opened his mouth um molly shannon another voice i recognized instantly as matsuko yamada uh, Daryl Sabara as Noboro Yamada, Lillian Mummy as Nonako Yamada, Tress McNeil as Shige Yamada, who has been like, she's the fucking Phil Coulson of these Ghibli movies. She's in almost every single one of yeah, these know, English right? dubs. Uh, which, and then David Ogden Steers, who any, uh, he, that's a very, um, very famous actor from the olden times. Um, okay, it's a very, very small cast. It's possibly the smallest cast we've had. Uh, of at least the main characters in a given movie, I, I would wager. Though this is done on purpose because the entire focus is on the Yamada family. 
Exactly. So what is My Neighbor the Yamadas? Well, it's, as we said, it is a, a series of vignettes chronicling the lives of the Yamada family with Takahashi and Matsuko, who are the mom, mother and the father, Shige, who is Matsuko's mother, and their children, Noboro, who is a 13-year-old uh, boy, and Nonako, who is the uh, 7-year-old daughter, and then, of course, there's Pochi, the family dog, who I didn't know was a dog initially, I thought it was a cat, and I was like, no, it's a dog. Um, and I got... Presents, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, some do, some do. There are weird cats out there. So I have to ask, what did you think of this art style? Because it is vastly different than anything Ghibli has done to this point. Um, so my first impression was, I think I said it last week, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, Shin-Chan. Which Crayon is, Shin-Chan, yeah. Yeah, it's basically another uh, con- comedy anime series of a similar art style. And but more I, vulgar. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more vulgar. This is more wholesome for sure. Um, but in the case of uh, the Yamadas, um, I like to think that this is all in the perspective of uh, the daughter of the group. Uh, I believe her name is Nanako, uh, who has Nono on her name, which is the what the original manga was based off of. Uh, mm. I like to think that this is all in her perspective. Uh, the simple art style kind of reflects that in all honesty. Like, it feels like that a child probably drew most of these uh, stills here. For sure. Uh, I honestly thought, because this is a Ghibli movie, I kept... when Because we have this beautiful opening sequence of... Uh, of uh, um, uh, Takahashi and Matsuko's marriage and like uh, their mother uh, Matsuko's mother uh, is giving like talking about the challenges of life and how you know how even like even the dangerous waters are one thing but it's really the calm waters that are the most dangerous and you have this be- it's really beautiful in that sense I kept waiting for that to be like okay and real art style and give me art style and nothing and I'm not disappointed by that but I was very surprised that they, they they made an entire series of shorts with this art style. Um, it was it was I would describe this art style as very whole like homely, if yeah. anything. I'd um, say so. If anything, it's pretty faithful to the original source material, even though I haven't seen it for myself. Um, right. A lot of a lot of uh, adaptations do that. I feel like. Yeah, I, I would say so, but it, it definitely—I won't lie. Initially, it took me a second. Once they start the, the first story, which is uh, they lose their daughter at the mall, um, <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, this is the movie. Oh, this is the entire movie." And then once I realized it was a series of short films, and there's no real overarching narrative except like the theme of family. And you know, and the trials and tribulations of, of family, and just the outright sin, like silly, anger-inducing, somewhat to, sometimes depressing, and oftentimes hilarious. And like of, of this life, if there's one thing you can take from this movie is that it's it's about family and all its troubles and happiness that comes with it. For sure, for sure. Um. So yeah, I like. Was there was there a favorite story you had? in any of these that you, that, you, that you could think of? Probably the most ridiculous one at the top of my head is around the second or third act, where uh, there's a bunch of noisy bikers making a ruckus outside, and the grandma tells uh, the father, hey, you should, you're a man, you should tell them to knock that shit off. 
And then it goes to a completely different art style just to accentuate how cowardly the dad is in the situation. So the grandma comes out and she's all like, hey, you're a big, strong biker dude. You should try scaring people straight. And the biker's just like, yeah, whatever, and just leaves. And then it yeah. goes into a weird imaginary sequence where the father imagines that he's a superhero on a motorcycle saving uh, his family or, from a bunch of thugs. May or may not be illegally distinct from from Marvel's Moon Knight, but let's see, we gotta just put that out there. <laughs> just literally... Definitely white... have to say that nowadays. Yeah, exactly. White costume, cape, even has the moon on the crescent. I think he's. I think he was called... What was he called the in moon the... Rider. Uh, the Moon Rider, so like it's close. Like I maybe in Japan, he's like is like a common rider reference, you know? Yeah, that's, like, that's right. much more likely. But like it's just very close to, to America's moon, Marvel's Moon Knight. Um, but like yeah, there's a whole harrowing sequence. Also in that biker thing you're talking about, I love how the art style just changed when he's confronting the bikers. How like all of a sudden it's like rough sketches of like. Almost, I would say, like, still life kind of thing. It kind of looks like the music video for Take On Me. A little bit, yeah. Like, like, like yeah, for sure. Um, which, which, it's crazy, because I mean, that was, like, at this point, like, 20 years ago. Or 10 years ago, I think. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit longer than that. But my personal favorite is the first one. It's one of the first ones is when <laughs> they're all, I think they're, they're, they're shopping, I guess, for something. I guess probably for back to school. I don't remember specifically. But they they're like arguing and then it's like why don't you be quiet like Nanako she's not in the car shit <laughs> and then that realization that they left their kid um at the uh, at, at the mall and she's just fine she nothing's wrong with her she finds another kid who's lost um and helps uh, her find her parents and she that that timing I laughed that timing when. They arrive back to the mall, and they're dreaming of the worst-case scenarios, like, she's been kidnapped, how are we going to find her? And as they arrive back to the mall, she's leaving with that other person's family uh, to go and, um, you know, wait for her there. I thought, and just just the fact that the dad and the brother were so, like, bored and, like, impatient um, that they forgot that their sister was, was right behind, that slash daughter was right behind them. Oh, those crazy hijinks! It, that that was uh, that was pretty, pretty fucking funny. Um, I think another one of my favorites is uh, there's a little section where um, uh, uh, Tak Takahashi is like watching baseball, but he's reading the newspaper. But um, his wife want his wife uh, Matsuko wants to watch. The news is like, but I'm still watching it. And we've all been there, right? Like, we all, either our mom sure. or our dad, were like that. Like, that's that's the one thing I love about this is that, even though this is definitely Jap- rooted in Japanese family dynamics, there there's so many fucking universal things that transcend where you're from that you, it just happens in every family. And I love the dueling as, as um... Uh, Matsu has, she has the remote, and he's, like, trying to cover the sensor. <laughs> To not change it from the baseball game, I I love that. I love that so much. It, it Great. just now no one's gonna watch TV. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is much more entertaining. Exactly. And then they start dancing for some reason, which I didn't. Really, I was like, okay, but I like like each story is gonna be um a little bit different than the others, but overall, like they were just they were fun. I don't think there's a bad story in here. They're all short. 
they're all they all they're in and out really quickly, but they're all fun, or they teach you some kind of a lesson at the end of it all. Yeah, it's a basically a compilation of wholesome moments, if that makes wholesome, sense. Wholesome, wholesome moments, and then like obviously, even they even show like frustrating where like um, uh, the husband Takashi he is uh, like lounging around and he's telling his wife, "Hey, can you go? You know, give me give me a drink or do this or that." And she's like, oh, you know, she does it because, you know, it's her family and, like, nobody else is going to do it but her. And we've all, we've all had our mom at one point say, nobody else is going to do it. I might as well do it. We've all been there. It's all happened. Okay? Let's be real here. You know it. I know it. Um, <laughs> and uh, some moms are much more vocal about it than others, but that is a common thread. Um, and uh, I think one of my favorite, one of my other favorites is... When uh, the mother, the do- the wife is trying to, like, she was like, I think I'll cook sushi. and I think I'll order sushi. She's like, that's too expensive. I'll make sushi. To trick her mom into making sushi, but the mom doesn't make sushi. She makes beef stroganoff or tries to make beef stroganoff. Can't even pronounce it right. No. At first I thought, oh, God, are we going to do a dark turn? Is she having a stroke? No, she's not. She's just, it's, it's probably just, like, a, a language thing or something, uh, which is how I assumed it. But, like... It was, it was, re- I, I ended up enjoying this movie a lot more, and it definitely is emotional whiplash, having watched Princess Mononoke and then fucking this movie. Nearly broke my fucking neck, the whiplash was so hard. Yeah, it, it was, uh, cause this came out, um, in About July of 19, uh, yeah, two years after, so, you imagine you wait for this Ghibli movie and it's this? <laughs> like, after Mononoke? It's such a choice. But let's go ahead and break down our characters. Um, I guess we can break down Nonoko first because she has the... There's not much to talk about her because she doesn't really get a lot to do in this one. Yeah, there aren't too many stories around her. The only real significant one is uh, when she gets lost in the mall. Or rather, right. she loses her family in the mall, which is how she right. gets it. Exactly. But she does have... And there's a great moment where at the end, near the end of the movie, that's the one I remember first... When she's um, uh, the grandpa or the husband and his his mother in law are arguing about um, I don't even remember what they were arguing about. Oh, he called they, they were just arguing. He called him a sewer wrestler and everything. And then the and then like um, the Nanako is there. She starts crying and he thinks she's crying because she's seeing her grandpa, her grandmother, and her uh, dad fight. No, she's crying because she can't hear the TV. <laughs> And then they all do the typical anime fall over, you know, uh, fall over and look at her weird kind of thing. Yeah, that was good. funny. That was yeah, really that was funny. Pretty, that was a good moment. I wish we could. I wish we could have had more stories with her uh, because um, as we move on to uh, the boy um, Noboru man, <laughs> I think it was fine. But it, it was it was definitely fun to uh, step back into being an adolescent teenager. You know. Yeah, for sure. I've, I'm pretty sure we've all been there. Yeah, um, I think my personal favorite one is with, uh, like, is it's towards the second half. He gets a little bit more towards the second half of the movie. But he starts talking to a girl, and I love how both the grandmother and the mom have to get in his business about the fact that a girl's calling him at home. Yeah. Like, oh, that was, like, I, I remember that. I remember my, uh... I don't know if my grandmother was as much, but I definitely remember when my mom was like super in- invested when a girl called my house for the first time. Back when we had landlines, kids, we we're we're old. Um, we we still old. Um, the other one being 
where they're at school and um, one of his friends, I guess they're going to go buy a porn, ma- not a porn magazine, no, a swimsuit magazine um, at the at the thing. And I guess he asks his mom for, for money to buy it. And he comes in, it's in the paper bag, and she asks the worst thing you can ask a kid. I want to see the book you bought. God damn it. And I thought, are they really going to, you know, expose him? Like, no, he bought, they actually bought a uh, Formula One uh, car book, which I thought was pretty funny. Race cars. He even name drops the Power Rangers during this conversation, which is pretty funny. Yeah, he's like, it'll help me with my geography. We've all used those excuses to get something. It'll help me with this. No, it won't. It, it really won't, kid. Uh, you just, <laughs> you just stop lying to yourself. Keep telling yourself that. Exactly. I, I did like his stories. He doesn't get a lot, but I do love I love him more uh Noboro as like a like a supplement in stories versus like stories about himself in this one. Um where he's like that intellectual spice, whether it's dropping a a line or like he's frantically trying to get out of the door um because of his uh it, of I guess he's having a test at his uh, middle school. Yeah, as a secondary character he's fine. Right. Um, now, I ever, I think I love the grandma the most, Shige. The grandma is she, the best, holy shit. Yeah, she, she's, she's, Chad grandma, um, literally just goes up to this bike, the biker dude is the most famous one, but also the fact that, um, she is not, she is not afraid to say what's on her mind and, and tell you what she thinks, and even if it causes drama, she's not afraid to say it, and I, I it was hilarious every single time. For sure. Um, and finally, we have the, the the two who get the. If we're gonna have main characters, um, it's definitely gonna be Matsuko and Takahashi. Like I would say, their it's about their family, their marriage, and I really love their dynamic. Like both Molly Shannon and Jim Belushi as like this couple, um, it really worked for me. Like they they brought it out and like I like. I like I recognize who is Jim Belushi and Molly Shannon at the beginning, but once I got into the movie, I forgot it was them, and I was just watching this random Japanese uh, family. Like I was a fly on the wall. Yeah, like it's beautiful when you can um, distinguish uh, uh, if you can like uh, disassociate the actors attached to these characters and just see them as the characters. Exactly. Um, like I like how. I really liked how real they show their relationship, you know, like, they don't glamorize it. Uh, it's not disgusting either, but, like, how, like, marriage and, like, family life is not easy. Um, sometimes you're feeling lazy and your spouse doesn't like that, and sometimes it's the other way around. Um, I, I really enjoyed how they showed a somewhat realistic final uh, uh, family dynamic within this cartoony uh, bubble that they were in. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, in all honesty, uh, the one I reckon I really like Jim Belushi. Jim, because I think um, I can't remember exactly when Jim Belushi uh, passed away. Because um, I know he died. Yeah, John Be- John Belushi, his brother. Is it his brother? Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, John's the one who passed away. Um, yeah, Jim. Where? Where? Did, I'm trying to see where I remember Jim from. Because I think I remember Jim more than I do John. To be honest with you. Um, but, uh, did he do more animated stuff, I guess? Maybe. Um, um let me look on his Behind the Voice Actor page. Uh, okay. I think, because I think I hear him, and I've heard him in, like, other, car, like, other other voices and stuff like that. 
Um, but I, I really thought he captured that like family dynamic. Um, yeah, that, sure. that 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 tired. I'm tired. I I work every fucking day, but not haggard. He wasn't like one of the dads from the earlier good movies. The um the one about the the young girl who was seeing life through her eyes, where he was just quiet. Like he was definitely active in the family. And the one like one of the stories that makes me sad is that he goes to play catch with he wants to play catch with Naboro. And the boy was just reading in the magazine or whatever. He's like, eh, I don't feel like it. We can do it later. And just like, and then it cuts to him just throwing it on the wall. Like, I felt sad for him. He wanted to spend time with his son. And his son's like, eh, yeah, whatever, dad. Which, we've all been there. We've all been there. And then, and then, um, you know, hopefully you don't get to, you don't, you don't regret that as you get older. All right. So I'm looking at his uh, behind the voice actor page and he was the coach in Hey Arnold. That's where I recognize him from because I watched a lot of that. Okay, um, yeah, sorry, John. It was John Belushi who had who had passed away. Yeah, um, I think right around it was. Oh, when did when did uh, um, he had passed away? In oh, he was in eighty two. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Wow, was that long ago? Okay, um, uh, but I don't know. I was, I was I think I always confuse the Belushi brothers just for a reason, um, even though they both their are names very are very distinct. similar. It's probably that, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, um, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Tyler? Uh, not particularly. I think we cover just about everything, uh, without giving away too much. I mean, there isn't too much to spoil in this movie and all. No, it's, it's, it's just wholesome short stories. There's no plot that, I mean, there, there really isn't a plot. There, there is no plot. Like, that's gonna hold you from start to finish, which, you could count that as a negative, right? Because... Depending on how sucked in you get to the family, you may not enjoy it as much as, say, other Ghibli movies. But I think if you give it a chance, um, you'll find a nice little gem here. Yeah. Uh, in terms of um, wholesome Ghibli movies, this one is definitely the most different of the bunch. But it still right. has that same family-friendly quality that the Studio Ghibli does distribute in these type of movies. It for has sure. the same yeah. heart. For sure. It definitely is the um, most visually distinct uh, Ghibli movie. Like, no other Ghibli movie going forward or before this looks like this. And I, like, I, I wonder, like, what the... Um, I, I guess the only reason why it was like this is because of the manga. And they wanted to... Um, it says, um, they wanted uh, Yamada Kun to have an art style of watercolor pictures rather than cell pictures in that uh, traditional paint-on-cell techniques were replaced with digital technology, making Yamada-kun the first Ghibli to have animation drawings painted entirely on computers. So that's kind of a big... That's a big deal, especially going forward. Um, And we'll probably uh, see it in the next film. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, Definitely not... You know, if you were coming off the high that was Mononoke, definitely not that, but definitely not... Definitely a, a nice Ghibli film uh, uh, pr- uh, to enjoy, uh, especially not as heavy as say some uh, some of these other movies we've watched. But um, let's go ahead and go to the ratings board and let's give let's go ahead and rate my neighbor Yamada's. How many? Um, oh God, how many rolls of sushi are you going to give my neighbor the Yamadas? I'm going to give this four new baseballs out of five. Uh, this is an unexpected but extremely welcome uh, family-friendly film of 
a ragtag uh, family just trying to live their daily lives in the most hilarious ways possible. Um, you can I can forgive this movie for not having like a focus plot. Like it's it's just a um, eight to five. It's just a bunch of uh, sketches all compiled in one two-hour-long film, and your again your mileage may vary on how much you can tolerate uh, watching this kind of film, but I found it pretty entertaining, all things considered. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, definitely not. You can definitely see why this movie isn't talked about amongst like the Ghibli inner circle. Um, but definitely a film that is enjoyable that if you've never seen it before, watch it. You should watch it at least once, which I'm glad that's why we're doing this, uh, marathon of Gilly movies. Um, but, uh, I, um, I really appreciate once I settled in and understood what was going on and understood the assignment as the kids like to say, I was all in, um, not my favorite Gilly movie, but definitely a memorable one. Uh, all right. However, as we go, God, I feel like the next, like a lot of, I feel like this era of Ghibli is like people's favorite because we're gonna the next like three out of five movies are like rated as some of the best. Uh, Ghibli yeah, movies of all there time. are some big ones going forward. So this next one, it is the first Ghibli movie in the 21st century. Sorry, I've been wanting to say that all week, um, and um, it is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. Next week. Now, I said Princess Mononoke might be the crown jewel. To many other people, this is also their crown jewel. Next week, we're finally talking about it. It's Spirited Away, which I've Hell never yeah. I've never seen this one, so I'm wow, very, really? very curious. Yeah, I've never never seen it. I'm yeah. I'm the I like there's there's a half that's up I guarantee you there's people who saw Mononoke and never saw this, who saw this but saw Mononoke. There's like enough gap. We are uh, that we are those two halves, my friend. Yeah, so I'm I'm very I'm very very curious. So I know it's critically acclaimed. I know all about. I've I've seen images of this movie, uh, but I've never seen it from start to finish. Uh, but let's go ahead and build the anticipation uh, for now, and um, let us uh, get out of here. Tyler, please plug your stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sNotTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home Attire Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. And, of course, catch me live at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. And, of course, go to charts.com for this episode, as well as our other shows, including the Wrestling Watch Longs and our flagship show, the Chargeshot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben. Please, uh, it, it's been a pleasure watching these movies. And now, I think I think we're now... Would you say this is the third act of, of Ghibli movies, starting with Spirited Away? We're entering the home stretch now. Um, I would say, say so. I'd say we're a little uh, halfway through. Yeah, because we still got the modern era, which is the era of Ghibli. I'm not. I'm really not familiar with. Uh, but okay, we'll uh, we'll see y'all then. Until next time, guys. Um, bye bye. I'm not editing in Vin Diesel saying "family" for this episode. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.